Hello, everybody. It's another episode of Crunch Time. It is March 26th. 2020 and i'm your host jacob cox this is episode number 10 we've got another great great episode for you today talking a lot of lions okay we're gonna start with tua tua's workout video he posted a workout video on twitter if you haven't seen it yet go ahead and take a look because i'll be talking about that in a minute um you can find it on obviously his Twitter, but I retweeted on the Crunch Time Twitter, and the Crunch Time Twitter is at Crunch Time JC. And then we're going to move on talk Lions draft. Um, who can they draft in the later rounds? We've talked about the first round enough. I'll be coming out with an article um, on who the Lions should draft. I'll get five options the Lions should draft at number three. So I'll be, that's going to come out. What, today's Wednesday, so that'll come out Thursday, Friday, uh, maybe even into the weekend or early next week. That, but that's going to be coming out soon. And then LeBron and Bronny James. We're going to talk about those two guys, and then we're going to get into it may be time to panic about football. Football's in jeopardy due to the coronavirus, and it's scary. It is very scary. And then We're going to round out today's show, today's episode, with the top 10 quarterbacks in the NFL right now. It should be fun. I'm ready to go. You're ready to go. Here we go. All right, so starting today's episode, it is Tua's workout video. And I have, like I said, I retweeted that on the Crunch Time Twitter account. So if you haven't seen the workout video that I'm going to be talking about, pause the episode pause the video, go look, go check out the video on Twitter, retweeted on at crunch time JC. And if you follow Tua, which I'm sure a lot of you do, or it'll be real easy to find Tua's Twitter account, just scroll down, click on the video real quick. He posted it, um, just two days ago. Um, so now I'm going to dive into the video. Okay. And what it shows. All right. And it shows Tua being very mobile. It shows him moving his feet fast. And the ball being carried and getting the ball out. You don't get to see where the throw goes, but you see him getting the ball out. So, what does it mean? What does it tell us? Well, quite frankly, it doesn't tell us a whole lot. Okay? And that's my take on it. Now, a lot of people are getting excited. You listen to 97 won the ticket anywhere from 2 to 6. Mike Valeni. Mike Sullivan, they're getting really excited about this. And then that's good. I, I listen to them. I pay attention to them because I respect their opinions. But for me, this video doesn't tell me anything. I could move my feet around for five seconds and get the ball out and say, hey, oh my God, should I be the number three pick in the NFL draft? I mean, a high school quarterback could display some really nice feet through the cones and then get the ball out quickly. Should he be the number three pick in the draft? What happens when Tua gets hit? Are the feet moving that fast anymore? Probably not. So that's my take on it. Anyone can move their feet around fast for five seconds. That should be any collegiate quarterback. You don't think Jalen Hurts could do that? So then what's the difference between Jalen Hurts and Tua? Well, Jalen Hurts is healthy. And you know it. Right? I mean... Tua's, the video tries to prove that Tua is healthy. 
And that's fine. And maybe, maybe he is. But what happens when he gets hit? What happens when he gets blasted in that hip or roll over on that ankle again? What's going to happen? Is he going to be able to move those feet that quickly and get the ball out that quickly? Maybe not. And I think that's what teams need to assess when they go to look at Tua. Should we draft Tua at number three? And that's kind of where I'm segueing this for the Lions. Should you draft Tua at number three? No, because he's got a ton of health concerns. He's had two surgeries in what? A year? Two seasons of football? He's had two surgeries? I mean, it potentially left Alabama out of the college football playoff. Right? I mean, come on. Let's talk about it. And, you know, so for the, like I said, the crowd that's saying, oh, okay. Now, here's the big problem. When I go talk about, hey, he could sit out. I'm sorry. When I talk about him being hit, and this isn't, he's not a healthy quarterback. And I talk about him being hit. There's always a crowd that says, but you can sit him his rookie year. You don't have to play him right away. You can sit him and then see what happens. Here's my thing. With the number three pick in the NFL draft, I don't want to waste it on a guy who's not playing year one, a guy who isn't making an immediate impact on my team. The number three pick, the top five picks in the NFL draft, well, actually, the entire first round, and for some teams even in the second round, they're looking to get a guy who's going to impact their team right away. Not a year from now, not two years from now, right now, this season. They're trying to find a guy who's going to impact their team right away. And Tua doesn't do that for the Lions. If you're planning on sitting Tua for a year, you're wasting the number three pick in my mind. And especially with Bob Quinn and Matt Patricia being in a win-now mode, which they are because their jobs are on the line, they better not draft Tua because you're not playing Tua this year. And if you do, he's going to get hurt and you're going to be at square one and really look like idiots drafting him at number three. When you go into the draft, no matter what your first round pick, is going to be a guy you think is going to impact your team right away from year one, from their rookie season. Not five years from now, not six years from now. That's what the fifth and sixth and seventh round draft picks are for. And even in the four and three, those are guys, we're going to develop them. We're going to let him get behind the veterans. And then when they go, his turn's up and he's ready. It's not what you're doing with Tua. What you should do with Tua, well, people are going to say, rest him a year. But the Lions and everybody else in the league, their first round pick should be a guy who's going to affect change and impact their team right away from year one. And Tua doesn't do that. I don't care what the video says. I don't care what the video shows. Which shows that he's healthy with no pads on and no 275-pound guys running at him. That's what it shows me. It doesn't show me what's going to happen when he gets blasted in the hip or gets his ankle rolling over him. Video doesn't tell me any of that. And I know it wouldn't. But that's not my point. My point is, it could happen at any time. 
And he's injury prone. He's an injury prone guy. And my biggest problem with some Detroit fans, they say Matt Stafford is injury prone, but that's the same crowd that wants to uh, that that's the same crowd that wants to draft Tua at number three. When Tua's had more injuries than Stafford has, if you look at the last four years, that's two. Tua's had more. So Lion fans, you you, you gotta think about this for a second. Because if you draft Tua and you do sit him, he's still injury prone. And then that could leave you out of the conversation of drafting a quarterback next year. Because Stafford's your guy heading into the 2020-2021 season. Stafford's your guy. Stafford's the first string quarterback. Stafford's going to be the quarterback for at least three more seasons. There's no reason to draft Tua today. No reason. Let someone else take him. Let someone else take the risk. And why don't you draft somebody who's going to impact your team right away? That's my take on the situation. Let's draft somebody who's going to make an immediate impact. Because like I said, Bob Quinn, Matt, Patricia, they need to go get a guy that's going to make an immediate impact on this team. Tua doesn't do that. Go draft Chase Young, Isaiah Simmons, and and, and we'll kind of get to the line draft in a minute. But first round, Isaiah Simmons, Chase Young, Jeffrey Okuda. Those guys can impact your team right away from the moment you draft them. Tua doesn't do it, so don't draft Tua. All right, I don't care what the video is, and if you're too excited about this video, I, what do you? I don't understand your common sense here. I don't. Matt Stafford starting next year, and you're really gonna waste the number three pick on a guy who's not gonna make an immediate impact. I that that's my take. All right, now you want to talk Lions draft? Let's do it. All right, let's let's talk Lions draft a little bit. All right, and when I talk Lions draft, I'm not talking about the first round anymore. Talked a lot about it, and I'm sure we're going to get to it on draft. Uh, you know, the podcast, the episodes leading up to the draft as it gets closer. If it does happen on April, I think I think it's scheduled for April 27th. And obviously the NFL is talking about changing that date. Um, just today, or, you know, you listening to this Thursday, so Wednesday, um, they are, the NFL has told the general managers that they plan to go with it and have the draft on April 27th. Obviously things are going to have to change of how they do the draft. Um, but the GMs have recommended the league change the date. Uh, but the league said, no, we're going to go with it as planned right now. We'll see how that kind of works out. Uh, the NHL had just announced that they're postponing the awards, the uh, combine and the draft. Um, so we'll see how see how those things work out. But talking Lions draft, all right? And like I said, I have an article on the five best options at number three coming out within the next week. All right, so before next Thursday, the article will be up. Um, but I want to talk about the whole draft for the Lions. If you're going to draft a quarterback not named Tua, I have I have two nice options for you that's not going to burn anything in the draft. If you draft a quarterback one, two, or three, I think you're wasting it. Um, but there's two quarterbacks I like that I know you could snatch. You could snatch Jake Fromm, the quarterback from Georgia, in the fifth or sixth round. If you think he might go, you could always grab him in the fourth. 
But I think a fifth, sixth round for Jake Fromm could be a nice nice pickup for the Lions. For that, that crowd who thinks they need a quarterback, Jake Fromm's going to sit there in the fifth or sixth. And if you desperately think you really need him and he's going to go, get him in the fourth because he's going to be there. Now, if you don't want to get Jake Fromm or you don't want to draft him in the fourth and he goes in the fourth, in the fifth and sixth round, there's going to be this quarterback from Iowa, Nate Stanley. All right. Doesn't turn the ball over a whole lot. Look, the kid can get some weapons. Kids played with, uh, you know, familiar with Iowa and TJ Hawkinson. Look, this could be a guy that for that crowd that's worried about Matt Stafford you could throw this guy into the mix, and I think he's going to go into the NFL and he's not going to turn the ball over. He didn't turn the ball over last year. He didn't throw one interception last year until the Michigan game, right? The final score was like 10-3 to 3 or something like that. It was, it was something like that. Now, he doesn't go out there and throw a bunch of balls down the field, but he doesn't turn the ball over, which I think he needs a running game. For Nate Stanley to be effective in the league, he needs a running game. Something the Lions are trying to work on and something that they could address in the draft. That coming with a Jonathan Taylor, a J.K. Dobbins in the second round, a Patrick Taylor or Anthony McFarland in the middle rounds to late. There's a lot of, to me, in my humble opinion, there's a lot of good running backs in this draft. Like I said, if you want J.K. or Jonathan, you're going to have to draft him in the second round. Those guys aren't going to make it all the way to the third round. And if they do, yeah, I'd jump on them then. Or I'm, I'm calling the university and go, hey, what's wrong with this guy? Why is no one drafting him? But if you don't want to draft one that early because you see other guys on the board, look at a Patrick Taylor or an Anthony McFarland in the fourth, fifth, and sixth rounds. I think Patrick Taylor might drop to the seventh round out of Memphis, but that's a back who has speed and power that, you know what, for the draft and, and being at Memphis, he might fall. So that might be a guy you look at in the, in the in the last round. Hey, we need somebody. We still need to address the running back position. Hey, go ahead and take a chance on him. And then uh, corners. Looking at cornerbacks now. Um, nobody really stands out in this draft from the corner position in my mind, beside Jeff Okuda and a couple other guys. But you talk realistic options for the Lions late in the draft. Obviously, there's top corners, but the Lions, they're going to take one early. It's going to be Jeff Okuda. And then what do you do in the later rounds? You got to have guys to look at in the later rounds that will still be there. Uh, I like Miles Bryant um, and Troy Pride Jr. Those are two guys who solid in coverage, solid all-around corners, not something special, not someone that's going to sit here and be an all-pro as a rookie um, or maybe even in a sophomore season. But this is a guy that you could sign, not going to give you a lot of money you know, down the road if, if they're just being an average corner, but it's someone you could put in coverage and say, you know what? Be okay. Maybe he needs help against the elite guys, but you put him against, you know, their third wide receiver, and he might be just fine. Um, both of those guys. On the interior defensive line, you got two top guys in the draft, Marlon Davidson and uh, Roquan Davis. Now, these two guys, they're going to be a second-round draft pick. So if you're going to want one of them, you got to take them in the second round with your second-round pick. 
Um, you know, Auburn, Alabama guys. These are two guys who dominated the SEC, uh, played at a high level, uh, attacking the ball carrier, attacking the quarterback, getting pressure, run stoppers. Um, these guys have the complete package, but they just aren't good enough to be a first round. So you look at uh, some of these guys, you know, you're probably going to have to grab those two in the second round if you're going to get them. Because, um, like I said, they're not going to be there in the third third round for your third round pick. I think the Lions have two now, two third round picks. So going to have to look at that. At the edge position, if you don't draft Chase Young, If you don't draft him, Terrell Lewis um, is a guy you grab second to third round. Um, you know, realistic options for the Lions at at uh, edge in the later rounds. You got a lot of you got a lot of guys who are just the same, big, speedy. No one stands out to me in the later rounds at the edge position outside of Terrell Lewis. I. It's not saying that none of those guys are good. The other edge guys are good. It's just saying I fit them all into one category of oh, they're all the same. It, it, to me, they're all the same. You could draft any of them and probably get the same result as well. Terrell Lewis might give you a little bit more, but obviously the first round guys are going to give you more, but you're not going to get one in the first round unless you draft Chase Young. So second, third, fourth round, Terrell Lewis. Or a bunch of guys that are going to give you the same product. Interior offensive line. I like the uh, Jared Hilbers out of Washington and Shane Lemieux out of Oregon. Those are two guys. Uh, four, five, six. Maybe an early, you know, maybe a third round. Your second pick of a third round um, type guys. Uh, a good interior offensive lineman. Uh, big waist, wide waist. Um, nice hand placement on all of them. Um, those are two guys. You look at the back 12, you talked offensive line. Those were two names you definitely heard um, when, when people came to talk Pac-12 offensive linemen. Look at the safety position. Uh, Shaheem Carter and Jordan Fuller are, again, two guys I love. Two guys maybe not getting a lot of love from um, the draft analysts or, or guys like that. Two guys I really like could give you a good – production back there as a rookie. I really believe those guys played in an elite level in college. Elite. Maybe they can do the same thing in the NFL. Um, another guy in that list, not as highly rated, uh, Tanner Muse out of Iowa. Um, another talent. Um, if, you, if the Lions want to go with another wide receiver, now it's something that I've put kind of on display here. Another wide receiver, uh, Benjamin Victor. Out of Ohio State, uh, great talent. Us Michigan fans, we know who he is. Us Big Ten fans know who he is. He definitely made his mark uh, for the Buckeyes last year. And then Juwan Jennings out of Tennessee, uh, one of the top wide receivers in the SEC. Didn't get a lot of love um, because, you know, he's overcasted by the Jerry Judy's of the world and the C.D. Lambs and... I think, you know, he went to Tennessee, like I said, and, and they have, haven't had big quarterback play. But this season when they turned it around, Juwan Jennings was one of the reasons why. So something to look at. Linebackers, Kenneth Murray. All right, Kenneth Murray, um, one of the top 
linebackers in the draft. That's someone you're going to have to draft in the second round. If you want Kenneth Murray and he's there in the second round, if you're lucky, he's going to be there. Uh, the linebacker out of Oklahoma. So if you want him, you're going to have to use that second round pick on him. If he's not there, I wouldn't take a linebacker in the second round. Uh, but a later round linebacker you could look at is Evan Weaver. Um, solid linebacker, uh, very mobile, moves from sideline to sideline really well. Got to get better in coverage. He rushes the quarterback pretty solidly. So that's a late round linebacker you could grab. Offensive tackles, um, a guy I love out of Washington, Trey Adams. All right, I love that duo of Adams and Hilbers on the Washington offensive line, and I love the idea of bringing them both to Detroit. Uh, Trey Adams, fifth, fourth, fifth round type of guy, maybe a sixth round if he falls, but fourth, fifth is when I think he's going to go, and he, he's a solid product. Uh, like I said, wide waist, good hand placement of him as well. Um, and he, he's, his steps are, are very technical and, and very good. Another option there if, if you weren't able to get Trey Adams. Later in the draft, Isaiah Wilson, um, another talent uh, that you could grab and be satisfied with. So uh, those are some names to watch on draft day and, and watch when you're talking Lions. Um, you know, I think I think this is obviously a big draft for Bob Quinn and Matt Patricia, and I think they need to get a lot of impact players or at least good enough so we can see some progression from this team. We're going to take a break, and when we come back, I have a theory on LeBron James and Bronny Jr. We'll be right back. This is Crunch Time. All right, continuing the grind, continuing the conversation, talking LeBron James and Bronny Jr. I have a theory, all right? For some people, it might be, oh, my God, you're crazy. For me, I think this is a pretty realistic option because you look at the fine print, and I see something realistic here. All right, so LeBron, first of all, okay, first, first thing I'm going to point out, Signed a four-year four-year deal with the Lakers. Okay, so he will be a free agent in the summer of 2023. He'll be a free agent. Well, that winter, that summer necessarily, but he'll become a free agent in July. Okay, that's exactly when Bronny, his son, is going to be drafted. Okay, because his son is a freshman in high school. And his son probably won't go to college. He'll be 18 and he'll be hitting the draft. More than likely, I think if you disagree with me, I have that theory too. If you think Bronny Jr. is going to want to go to college and play in the uh, NCAA and, and, and do that, I have a theory for that too. Okay? So, do you get where I'm going with this yet? Bronny should be drafted in 2023 and LeBron's a free agent in 2023. Yep, that's right. My theory is LeBron intentionally signed a four-year deal, only four, so that when Bronny gets drafted into the league, he can go make sure Bronny is successful. Okay, he's not going to let Bronny fail. I think that I think that point. Um, 
everyone can agree on that uh, LeBron isn't going to let him go to a trash organization where they're just going to be bottom of the league for a couple of years. He's not going to let him go to like a Sacramento Kings and just kind of let his career foil there. It's not going to happen. You know, we saw what happened with Lonzo. When no one's around Lonzo, no one cares about Lonzo. LeBron isn't going to let that happen. LeBron's going to want the entire league to know who Bronny is. Okay. So, wherever Bronny gets drafted, LeBron's going to sign a deal with. Okay. Because he's not going to let him fail. And chances are it's going to be a crappy organization. I mean, if you finish at the bottom of the league this time, it's kind of... It's kind of what happens, um, but for the league and for LeBron James, I think this was intentional. He signed the four-year deal knowing that when that was up, he's going to go on and he's going to team up with his son. So his son has a successful NBA career. And this might be a wild theory, but the numbers are there. Signing a four-year deal, so the four years your son is in high school, You're with the Lakers, and as soon as he is draft eligible and the draft happens, you're getting on board with whatever team that he decides, whatever team that drafts him. I think this is a logical, logical evaluation of the situation. I really do. And people can disagree with me. And for for the crowd, like I said, I have an answer for the crowd that says, oh, but he's going... Uh, to play college basketball, I have I have an answer for you. So so relax. I have an answer. Okay. The answer is real simple too. Okay. He's gonna sign a one year deal with the Lakers when he goes to college. Because Bronny ain't staying in college for two years, so he signs a one year deal with whatever NBA team gives him the best chance to win a title. And then he's gonna go play for Bronny's team that drafts him. So, you know, if Bronny decides to go play college basketball, fine. LeBron's gonna t- not going to tell him no. I don't think LeBron would tell him no. Don't think so. But with that time being, LeBron will just sign a bunch of one-year deals. Easy as that. Easy as that. Because, again, LeBron won't let Bronny fail in the league. Okay, he's not going to let him go to a Sacramento Kings to sh- you know, be stranded. He's not going to let him go to, uh, he might let him go to the Knicks and kind of just let it happen because it's the Knicks. Uh, but I honestly think that LeBron intentionally said, no, this is only four years. You get four years of LeBron in the Lakers. That's it. And it honestly just got cut short. And now he's only got three years. His contract really anybody in the league. This is a half of a season, not completed. So, three more years of L.A. LeBron, and then he's going to sign it. And it might only be one or two years with Bronny. It might only be, hey, I'm going to retire. But I'll give you a year or two, son. He'll get a year or two in with Bronny. And then, next thing you know, LeBron's retiring, and Bronny takes over the league. That is what LeBron wants. Obviously, you want your son to be great. But I think internally for LeBron, he's probably looking at this. He goes, hmm, I could have me dominate the league for like 15 years and then hand it over to my son and have him dominate the league for a couple of years. 
Having a guy that's perfect. That's great. If I'm LeBron James. Now, people know I used to be a big LeBron fan when he was in Cleveland, when he went to Miami, and when he went back to Cleveland. I was a fan. I rooted for him. Not ever since he went to L.A., I, 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 don't, I don't like him as much. Not a fan of LeBron James anymore, but this is an interesting theory that I, you know, obviously I have time to put together because we're in quarantine, we can't do anything, and what else is there to think about? So I pulled up LeBron James' contract. I go, oh, my God, it's a four-year deal. And then I text one of my buddies. Hey, what's Bronny? Is he a freshman? Yeah, he's a freshman. Oh, theory is correct. Theory is going to happen. And barring any injury, you'll see LeBron and his son on the same team in, what, four years? Because this season's over, right? So so four NBA seasons from now, Bronny is in the league, which means LeBron is in a different uniform again with his son going to win an NBA title. Now, whether they'll win the NBA title or not, eh, well, that, that's a whole nother conversation we're going to have when we know where Bronny's going and what that team looks like. But let me, let me lay out the facts for you again. In case you missed them, in case I wasn't good at explaining, LeBron's got a four-year deal with the Lakers. He'll be a free agent in 2023. That same year, 2023, is when Bronny turns 18, graduates high school, and is draft eligible. So he'll enter the draft, he'll be a first-round draft pick, and LeBron will join that team, whatever team drafts Bronny. Okay? And for the crowd, that answers that is Bronny's going to go play at like Ohio State or something. Okay, cool. LeBron signs a one-year deal, one-year deal extension with the Lakers or whatever team gives him the best chance to win an NBA title. When that's up, when Bronny gets drafted, LeBron then joins that team. Now, I'm not saying this is going to be like a five-year, ten-year deal for LeBron. It's probably going to be a one, two, or maybe a three with obviously an opt-out. LeBron will retire with that team, and it'll be Bronny's league. Or so LeBron hopes. But that's just a quick little theory because, hey, there is really nothing else to talk about. I could sit here and talk about the NFL draft for 50 minutes, 60 minutes. If you guys want me to do that, let me know because I'll be more than happy to do it. Uh, but but I gave my Lions draft talk, gave my two a talking. Now I'm going to jump into the NBA like I just did, and hey, now we're turning back to football. Um, we got college football coming up. Why it might be time to panic. We'll be right back. This is Crunch Time. All right. Uh, moving on here, last couple bits of today's episode. We got two segments. I might. Um, we might not go to another break. Do we need another break? I don't know. We'll see how this segment goes. This segment, uh, it might be time to panic about college football. All right, so this is the sport we all love. This is the sport that we all enjoy, that we all listen to, that we all watch every Saturday and every Sunday, sometimes on Thursday and Friday and definitely every Monday. It's in jeopardy. 
Okay, the Olympics just got postponed. So now the only thing that hasn't said we're postponing or delaying or, or canceling is football. Basketball's done. Baseball's done. Hockey's done. All the other sports are done. The Olympics are done. Till next year. So football is all we got left. It is our last hope. It is time to panic about it. It's time to panic because the Olympics being postponed. In that sense, football season was supposed to spark, supposed to start like 30 days after. Maybe like 32, I think I saw. I don't remember the exact number, but it was about 32. That's scary. The fact of not having college football season or it being delayed or or whatever the heck's going to happen, it is something that we don't want to have happen. It is scary. Can't have it. It's not allowed. So, it's It's time to panic. It is time to call your governor. Write your senators. Write your governor, because this can't happen. It is time to take the coronavirus seriously now. Now that college football is in danger, it's time to take the coronavirus seriously, if you haven't already. Because the fact of losing, like, we can't. We can't go from, what, March to, now baseball, baseball says they're going to start up, play 162 games, and they'll just have a neutral site for postseason games in November and December. Okay. Well, if that happens, then college football starts in September and the NFL preseason starts in August, if that happens. But but just think about it. If they have to postpone football or if they have to cancel a season in football, let's talk about what that means for a second. That means we don't have football from March all the way until what? Let's say no, let's say November. Too much of the season has gone by. November. Okay. That's just preposterous. Okay. No sports for that long. It's a joke. It's a farce. Can't happen. That can't happen. From March to November. At the least, November. It could be December. Because what are they waiting for at that point? Baseball to come around. January. Or they can start hockey in November. Or they could start hockey in November. Sure. Start hockey and uh, basketball. Let them start their season. You know, if we get to October and they're like, okay, can't do college football. Season's over. You know, they could could they do NFL in November? I suppose they could start the NFL, have a controlled season. But would they do that? I mean, this is Roger Goodell we're talking about. <laughs> so the fact of losing or the just the thought of losing college football is, is to me, it's extremely heartbreaking if it happens. I'm scared uh, that we do lose college football and do lose the NFL. And it, it, it could also end up being they could start in September and then, you know, you get into like week five or week six and then they're like, okay, the virus came back. We can't do it. That is also a fear of some people that, you know, this virus is going to come back and we're going to be like, this isn't good. You know what I mean? So, so. We've got to take into account that this is, it's become a real problem. I mean, you go to your local grocery store, this is a real problem. Coronavirus is is, is in fact real, and it is a problem, and it has to be 
figured out before we can allow sports to come back. Sports are secondary right now. But, but, people like me, it's all I do is watch sports. It's all I do is read about sports, talk about sports. I've started to talk more and, and, and read more and pay attention to the stock market a little bit more and, and learn about that kind of stuff. But sports is my go-to. Sports is is all I got. You know what I mean? So it is something that you don't just want to pass a season by. It's not something anybody wants to do here. You know, we're already going to miss, I like I like I said um, in a previous episode, in episode number nine, I actually talked about it, the fact that I don't think the NBA and NHL are going to come back. I don't think they're going to come back. And, and, and the fact of that is I was watching a rerun of some NHL playoff games, and the fact that we're going to miss the playoffs this season is whew, that that sucks. That is a kick in the old gonads, if you know what I mean. I mean, it, I miss playoff hockey. I love playoff hockey, and that's something I want to see on a regular basis. So, you know, that not happening, that's a disappointment to me. It's a disappointment to not see the NBA Finals. You know, because I said, hey, LeBron ain't going to be there. Still believe that. But now I don't get to say, hey, I told you so when everyone else was saying, oh, LeBron's going to be in the NBA Finals. Um, So, you know, it's something that sucks. But I think football season being postponed or canceled will suck more than anything else. I mean, March Madness, something you look forward to every single year. You know, that going out the drain is a tough pill to swallow. But we swallowed it. But college football, it's not the same thing. We got to have college football. Gamblers got to have it. Gamblers, they're going crazy right now. They have nothing to gamble on. (laughs) I mean, you need college football. But it's time to panic, I think. It just might be time to panic about losing college football if we're going to have college football next year. Might be just time to panic. I don't enforce. I don't encourage. But we're getting to that time as more and more things get postponed and this gets pushed back. Now, like, you, you know, you, you look at the news, you listen, you, you read the charts, you read the articles. It's expected to go down when warm weather comes, when we all go outside. It's okay. May, June, July, it's going to go down. And so they'll start camp in August. They'll get ready to play. But as soon as everybody goes back to school and the weather gets a little bit colder, October, who coronavirus comes back up. We don't have the vaccine or not enough people get it yet. It, the numbers are going to go back up. So does that mean the cancellation or postponement of college football season of the NFL? It's a very um, distinct possibility. So I think we'll get the start of college football season, but it might not finish. And if the numbers never go down, well, we're just going to lose college football and NFL So it's not something you want to see. Very um, scary to think about. It might be time to panic. All right. Last topic of the day. Coming up here on Crunch Time, we will be right back.
right, here we go. Last segment of the day here on episode number 10. All right, top 10 quarterbacks in the league. All right, top 10 quarterbacks in the league. We're going to start with number 10. Now, before I give out the list, before I break it down for you, I want to say that I'm not doing this off of their entire career. I'm talking about if I was picking up a team right now, who's the 10 guys I want? Who's the 10 guys that I am going to say, hey, yep, you're my quarterback? In order. Start with number 10. We'll go to number one. Now, like I said, this isn't about a career thing. If I was doing a career thing, Brady's number one. Uh, Brady's number seven in my list. He's the seventh best quarterback in the league right now. He's not the first. There are six other quarterbacks that are better than him as of this moment. I think Tom Brady's the greatest quarterback of all time. But that's not what I'm talking about here. I'm talking about if I was starting a franchise, if we were redrafting, and then we got to the quarterbacks, fantasy football type stuff, 10 to 1, who's my top 10 quarterbacks? At number 10, I've got Teddy Bridgewater. Teddy is number 10. Now, I understand he hasn't played in a couple of years, but what he did with the Saints going 4-0 last year, he took the Vikings to the playoffs when he was healthy in Minnesota. So don't, don't get me wrong. He's the 10th best quarterback in the league right now just because he hasn't played in a couple seasons. But ultimately, he's one of the best in the game. So I can't wait to see what he does with the Panthers this upcoming season. At number nine, Philadelphia Eagles quarterback Carson Wentz. That kid stayed healthy last season. Stayed healthy. All right. He did what he was supposed to do. Stay healthy. He just didn't have enough weapons. All right. The offense didn't help him out at all. Uh, as far as the offensive line went, the running game, the running game was atrocious in Philadelphia. And the wide receivers were quite average. And the defense didn't do him any favors. Kid gets some weapons. The kid's a top 10 quarterback right now. He would be number nine on my list. At number eight, Detroit Lions, Matt Stafford. Now, people, you know, they'll give me some crap about, oh, my God, Matt Stafford isn't that good. Matt Stafford's a winner. He just got stuck with the Lions. If Matt Stafford was in another organization, okay, Matt Stafford would have a ring by now. Matt Stafford can get the job done at the NFL level. He's the eighth best quarterback in the game right now. He can sling it. He can he, he can he he can move. He's mobile. He's not overly mobile. He doesn't run for 15, 20 yards, but he'll get you three or four boom down, and the offense is moving. I mean, Matt Stafford's the eighth best quarterback in the league right now. Obviously, like I said, Brady's number seven. He's the GOAT. He's the greatest of all time. But if I'm trying to draft a fantasy team, he'd be the seventh guy off my board right now. At sixth, I've got Houston Texans quarterback, Deshaun Watson. I don't know what kind of weapons, you know, he's going to have. I mean, he's still got, he's got, he's got Fuller down there. Um, and, and maybe David Johnson will turn it around. Probably not. So the running game in Houston is still a problem, but I believe Don, Deshaun Watson, sixth quarterback off my board. If I was trying to uh, rebuild a franchise, if I was, you know, if you go to franchise mode and, you wipe everybody's roster clean, and you draft your quarterback, he'd be the sixth one I would take. Now, if you're taking him in fantasy football, it might be a little bit of a risk. But I'm talking about franchise, organization, redrafting of the quarterbacks. He's a sixth one 
off my board. Number five is Aaron Rodgers. I don't care about his age at this point. He's still got it. I mean, this guy can still slant 50, 60 yards down the field into someone's arms. He is one of the most clutch quarterbacks I think I've ever seen. You know, Cowboy games, Lions games. I mean, we've saw, seen it with the Hail Mary. Cowboys have seen, you know, their lead in the NFC Championship or divisional round just be taken from them, and the Packers move on. I hate Aaron Rodgers. I hate the Green Bay Packers. Yes, because I'm a Lions fan, but I hate the Packers, and I hate Aaron Rodgers, but give credit where credit is due. He's one of the most clutch quarterbacks I've ever seen, and I'm sure a lot of people can agree he's very clutch. Uh, so number five in my list. Number four, the Wisconsin native, um, Wisconsin product, I should say. Um, but now Seattle Seahawk Russell Wilson, uh, one of the mobile uh, elite quarterbacks in the game. I don't think he gets enough credit. Um, when you look at his team ever since, you know, they kind of took the slump down after losing to the Patriots in the Super Bowl. You know, he's still a top talent in the league, and that's why he's the fourth best quarterback. Like, last year, he was, I think, the NFL, NFL.com rated the quarterbacks, uh, quarterback index after the season. He was, like, third. It was uh, Lamar Jackson and Deshaun Watson tied for first, and then there was Russell Wilson. You know, if I was looking at it, he's the fourth best quarterback off my board. And definitely someone I'm taking in fantasy football. Third, I've got New Orleans Saints quarterback Drew Brees. Like I said, I don't care about age at this point. You can win. You can throw the football. You can do everything that you've wanted to do, which Drew Brees can. Now, injuries, uh, health becoming a problem. But like I said, I'm not looking uh, long-term when I go to rank these top 10. I'm looking short-term. What can Drew Brees do for me? He can win me a championship. And and that's what the Saints have. The opportunity to do this upcoming season win a title with Drew Brees and that's if we get there with the coronavirus but Drew Brees option at uh, number three so number two um, it was really between uh, Patrick Mahomes and Lamar Jackson I decided to give Mahomes the one slot because he just won a Super Bowl so number two Lamar Jackson the uh, running back I should say you know for for all the people that said he'd never be a quarterback uh, running back, uh, quarterback, Lamar Jackson of the Baltimore Ravens, uh, Louisville Cardinal product. Um, you know, he's one of the elite quarterbacks in the game, I think. I think every time he has a bad outing throwing the football, people go, oh, there it is. That's the real him. Well, no, the real him is an elite quarterback in the NFL. Now it's going to take some time. He's going to go into potentially a sophomore, junior season, if you want to look at when he started to play. Um, But he can still get the job done. He can still win the division. I think he's going to win the division again. I think the Ravens are going to be in the postseason. And if there's not as much hype, if they don't win like they did this past season, uh, there's a chance they actually make the run. I think there was a lot of hype and a lot of expectation going into the playoffs with the quarterback who hasn't been in that type of situation before. You know, John Arbaugh is going to get these guys on the straight and um, You know, I don't prom- I don't want to promote any other podcast, but go listen to uh, Bussin' with the Boys, their latest episode with, with Darren Waller. And in parts of that uh, clip, parts of the podcast in the episode, Darren Waller, who was drafted by the Ravens, and, you know, he was on the practice squad for quite a bit of time. Um, 
you know, talked about how hard they run their practices. And, and John Harbaugh's a great coach. He's going to get it done. Lamar's going to be the guy. They're not looking for another quarterback. They believe Lamar's the guy. I think Lamar's the guy. And that's why he's number two. Number one, Patrick Mahomes, Super Bowl champion, MVP. Um, you know, he's, he's, he's the top quarterback in the game right now. And if you go into fantasy football, he's going to be the first quarterback taken. Unless someone's drunk. He's going to be the first quarterback taken. He's the, he's the guy anybody in the league, but apparently the Chicago Bears, want. I mean, Patrick Mahomes, complete package. He can throw, he can run, sling it, stay healthy. Um, all, all the things you want out of quarterback. So Patrick Mahomes comes in at number one. So go down the list again. We'll start with one this time. Mahomes, Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, Drew Brees, Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers, Deshaun Watson, Tom Brady, Matt Stafford, Carson Wentz, and Teddy Bridgewater. Those are my top 10 quarterbacks in the NFL right now. Um, I'll post that on Twitter um, so you guys can go debate it there. Um, or text me. We can debate it then. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm down to do that. Alrighty, that will do it. For episode number 10 of Crunch Time, I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. Today's episode was jam-packed with Tua Talk and the Lions. Lions draft talk in the later rounds, not so much the first round anymore. Uh, We talked LeBron James and Bronny. My theory on that. Um, And then we talked about it might be time to panic about football. College football, NFL, it it might be time. And I'm getting scared, let me tell you. And then I listed my top 10 quarterbacks in the NFL right now. Ranked them, talked about them. Um, Those are my top 10 in the NFL right now. Coming up, uh, episode 11, um, we're going to be talking probably more draft talk uh, and then kind of whatever other news comes out. Um, But if there's anything you guys want me to talk about, feel free to let me know, text me. Uh, DM me on Twitter, uh, DM me on Instagram, um, comment on YouTube, do, do something, uh, just to let me know if there's something you guys want to talk about. If you ever want to come on my podcast, if you ever want to come on and, you know, discuss a topic with me, debate a topic, you want to ask me some questions on my podcast specifically, come on, just let me know. Uh, let me know. We'll figure it out. We'll get it to you. And, um, we can do that. I, I'm open to having anyone on my podcast at any time. Um, feel free. Just let me know. Just ask. Uh, it, it's not a big deal. Don't be shy. Uh, we can have some fun. We can crack some jokes and uh, get into good talking points about sports or, or really anything else um, that you guys want to talk about. Um, like I said, I'll have an article coming out in the coming days. Um, with my top five options for the Lions at number three in the 2020 NFL Draft. Um, So be on the lookout for that. You can follow me on Twitter at JacobCox underscore 24. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at CrunchTimeJC. And you can read some of my articles or links to the podcast online. Um, The website is CrunchTimeWithJacobCox.wordpress.com. Thank you for joining me on episode number 10. I'm your host, Jacob Cox. This is Crunch Time.